Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Revelations, celebrating your potential. My guest today is best-selling author, international speaker, and mama of the Raw family, Victoria Botenko. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome. Uh, thank you. My pleasure. I'm very good. You sound great. Because we have sunshine here first day in Oregon. Ah, okay. Sunshine is good. Yeah, even in California, we've been having some pretty gloomy days, so I'm happy to see the sun today myself. So, um, hmm, interesting that I haven't written all these things that I thought I wanted to write. <laughs> anyway, the question, uh, I've got a question. I saw you, you've written a new book. Yes. And it is called... It is called 12 Steps to Raw Foods. It sounds like the, the same name of the old book that I had, but it actually is a totally new book. Okay, tell I me wanted, about I wanted to rewrite the old book, but I came up with a totally new book. That happened. <laughs> okay, because I was confused, because the one I've got is the, one, is the old one. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, and I said, hmm, okay, so tell us the difference, please. The difference. Uh, I, when I started to rewrite it, I found so much research and... Um, the, the new book has the latest updated scientific research about the benefits of raw food diet mm -hmm. and the um, harmful effects of cooking. And it also has the history of human cooking when uh, humans invented fire and when they started to apply it to the cooking. And it also has um, in-depth research based on, on my experience in 13 years of eating uh, raw food and the difficulties that people um, uh, in you know encounter, encounter on this way, all the pitfalls we went through. It just has lots of information. It has uh, emphasis on greens and green, green smoothies, and lots of advice that I'm giving now is different from what I was given before. Uh, but before when? Before the green book came out or after? When I had the first um, edition oh, the of first 12, 12 Steps, for example, I used to say, go on raw food overnight. Mm -hmm. And now I say, don't do that. Uh, first, um, uh, in include green smoothies into your diet for two, three months and wait for the cravings to go down. Because most of people have malnourishment, according to the scientific study. Uh, so that means that um, 60 to 90 percent of deficiencies are in the most of nutrients that we need to have in our body. And uh, so because of that, we develop cravings. And these cravings could be for unhealthy foods. We could feel like we want coffee and donuts and things like this. But when we begin to incorporate green smoothies, and greens are the best nutrition, nutritious food that possibly humans could eat, and especially in a blended form, within sometimes within a matter of weeks, the cravings drop, and we begin to feel uh, content with just um, just simple foods. And actually, people begin to crave salads, fruits, and vegetables, and raw food. And it's it's amazing. And then will be good good time to go to raw food diet. And it should be much easier. Mm. Another thing I used to say I used to say, well, embrace your detox. Detox is great. Congratulations. And I don't say this anymore. I say if you experience a detox, that means that you do not consume enough fiber. Increase the consumption of fiber. You're not supposed to have detox because we know we're supposed to eliminate toxins through the digestive, through, through, the, through, the, through the bowels. And if we don't have this, that means that we don't have enough fiber, then the body has to 
uh, eliminate through skin and um, eyes and ears and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and many, many other things. It's really a great um, big book, and I'm so proud of it. it. It has lots of research in it, and so much information is available that I was able to put in there. So it, it, it has lots of good information in it. Well, you're probably one of the most intensive researchers on this subject that I know, or who I know, because um, you did a lot of research on your Green for Life book, too. Well, thanks to the Internet, I subscribed to several international universities in different countries, became member of their um, membership, and I receive articles on a regular basis from different places. Mm-hmm. from Europe, from Russia, from Canada, from different places. And every day I spend two, three hours just reading, looking, skipping, skimming through the new information in the world. And there's so much happening right now. The pro- what happens is the technology is going um, develop so quickly that now we, we have ability to look into the structure of different um, substances and see what's beneficial, what's not. For example, in the last 15 years, uh, more than 2,000 different nutrients were discovered that people didn't even know about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And those are phytonutrients, bioflavonoids, antioxidants, and many others. And um, those phytonutrients, they exist only and exclusively in the raw products. They do not exist in even blanched food. So that is alone is a proof of the benefits of eating raw food. And uh, there are two most famous phytonutrients that people probably heard of. Is First of all is resveratrol. That made headlines in many, many media uh, outlets. Resveratrol is the phytonutrient found in grapes, grape skins and grape seeds and grape leaves. Mm-hmm. That triggers the longevity genes in many different species, including humans. And so that's very important to, be, to have longevity, right? And when we cook everything, we just eliminate it. Uh, and the second one is falcarinol that's found in carrot. We used to think that carrot just has vitamin A and lots of sugar, but now we know that the fresh carrot has falcarinol that um, is able to stop the cancer growth. And that was only discovered two years ago by Danish scientists. Okay, Isn't but it amazing? Somebody, somebody like Dr. Walker, who, who told us about drinking a lot of carrot juice, and he's he, so many people have healed themselves just drinking uh-huh. carrot juice. Yes. But that's part of the problem with a lot of scientists, isn't it? They'll take something out of a food and make it into a pill, Uh and they forget about all the other little micronutrients and stuff that our body needs. That is the most important understanding, that every vitamin, any mineral, every nutrient comes with synergists, that without those synergists, this nutrient cannot be absorbed. For example, calcium cannot be absorbed without folic acid. And folic acid cannot be absorbed without proper hydrochloric acid in the stomach. And most people, because we consume so much processed food, we lost our ability to create hydrochloric acid in the stomach. Like 98% of people have lowered hydrochloric acid level in the stomach. So we don't have folic acid, and so we don't have enough calcium and everything else, like iron, potassium. And um, I found out, I did a pilot study with the another doctor from, Dr. Fieber from Oregon, that drinking green smoothies on a regular basis every day is um, helping to recover hydrochloric acid to the normal level in 68% of people. 
Isn't it great? Oh, yeah. Now, when you talk, talk about drinking green smoothies every day, how much are you speaking of? Well, initially, I thought that we need to drink two gallons, but it was based on my <laughs> assumption that, you know, uh, how much we need to consume. We need to eat two bunches of greens. The bunches, I mean, the, the, the big bunches that they sell in the store. Right. But then I understood, when I tried to do it myself, I couldn't do it. I understood that when it's blended, the assimilation happens much more completely. And now I am pretty sure that one or two quarts of green smoothies will, will be perfect for anybody. Okay, so is it okay to make your green smoothie, say, I'm, I, I saw that you use Vitamix, I use Vitamix. Is it okay to make up like a, just a one full container of Vitamix in the morning and then just drink it throughout the day? Yes. Uh, the, the One of the ten ben, main benefits of green smoothies that I um, usually um, kind of highlight is one of the benefits is that the green smoothies can stay fresh up to three three days because of the fiber content, because fiber somehow preserves the, uh, its, its freshness. Oh, okay. So that would be different than a juice where you've, we've yes. taken the fiber out and the juice is yes, good. Yes, and the juice instantly turns bitter and brown. Okay, good to know. Good to know. And Plus, again, we need fiber for elimination, remember. So it's really much more beneficial to drink, to consume uh, blended greens rather than juice. Sure. And so if people start drinking the green smoothies first, like uh, a quarter to a day, just get started for two or three months. I would recommend that they substitute their breakfast with a quart of green smoothie. Okay. And so I, I, I usually tell people to make sure they have some, especially if they go to a job. When they come home from work, they're always hungry. They'll go and eat anything. Uh -huh. And to have some more green smoothie, another quart ready for them right then and there. That would be a great idea. Yeah, they have a tendency not to just go in and check what's ever in the cupboards, which personally I don't have that kind of stuff in uh -huh. my cupboards. Yes, yes. <laughs> Most people do. Now, you mentioned blanched food. How, how do you feel about freezing any of the food we make? Well, I think freezing and drying is natural. Don't uh, wild a uh, animals consume either frozen or dry all through the winter, like wild goats and deer? What do they have in the mountains? They eat dry berries, dry branches, bark of trees, and then under the snow they get frozen. It definitely is not as good as fresh, but it's okay. Okay, but it's not probably, I think it reduces maybe 15 to 20 percent of nutrients. So is that, uh, that's if we freeze it ourselves, but if we buy it from a, a grocer or something, it's usually blanched? If we buy it from the store, it could be anything from spraying it with toxic substances to blanching to whatever, because uh, whatever, whenever it's business, it's money, and money doesn't have human face on them. Uh, it's always best to do it yourself or buy it from the company you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you, let me put this down. You're hearing all this little scratching things because um, I want to ask you about your idea on something here. Now, um, we've got listen, we got 30 seconds, so let's just take a break right now and we'll be back.
Welcome back. This is Revel, and you are listening to Revelations Celebrating Your Potential. My guest today is Victoria Butenko of the Raw Family, and you can go find out more about her by going to her website, rawfamily.com. Now, Victoria, we're talking about, I'm going to bring this up. This is not something, I'm not an activist so much, so, uh, but this is something that's scaring a lot of people because we use a lot of nuts and stuff. Do you have anything you want to say about this almond controversy, about that every, all almonds being pasteurized? Well, everybody in my family signed petition, even we're so busy, we barely have time to sleep. I think it's very important for us to show our uh, what we want, to show um, our intention that we want to keep raw food available. Mm-hmm. Because other than that, you will have to grow your own almonds in your backyard and you will probably won't be even allowed to share it with others. Wow. Well, the thing is, though, and I think you and a few other uh, raw food activists, raw, raw foodists, need to make it clear to these people that you have no more pull with the government than anybody else, right? Yes. Because that, that's what I'm getting, because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of close to a couple people who are pretty well known in the raw food industry, and they're like, what do they want from us? You know, they, they're getting emails. You may have gotten them, although you may not have read them, saying, you know, you need to do this, and you, you know, and it's, people need to know, you, are, you have busy life. You don't have time to go and campaign and pick it and do whatever the, these people mm-hmm. expect you to do. Yes, yes very busy. Yeah. So she's busy writing books, giving us ways that we can maintain or create a raw food lifestyle. Yeah, that's why I put the latest scientific research so everybody could see that raw food is the best. And without raw food, we will just be continuing to have more disease. Mm-hmm. And now, do you find it necessary? This is something I see a lot on a lot of different websites. Do you find it necessary for people who want to go raw to be purchasing stuff like maca, goji berries, things like that? Well, I personally don't use any supplements because what are supplements? Um, Like, for example, dried herbs, it's just like hay. Uh, Plus, we know for sure that hay is not cooked because we know that it's impossible to cook the hay. And so if you put hay, which is green and uh, dried in the shadow, in front of the horse and you put the fresh herbs in front of the horse, the horse will go... Any horse will go for the fresh. Fresh is always better. However, I have a family in Russia, and they, uh, in the town where they live, they don't have no greens available. So I send to them super mineral greens, different kind of powders, uh, because they just wouldn't do anything else. Still they have disease. Still they have, um, they take in these supplements, but it doesn't really take care. It just makes a little bit of difference, but it doesn't substitute. Nothing could substitute fresh greens. We need to understand that the green leaves is nothing but liquefied sunshine. And green leaves are the richest in nutrients in the whole world. Um, and I, if we have time, I could explain it better. But um, whenever it's fresh, then it's alive and it emanates this energy. It has all these nutrients that are only good when they're alive. As soon as we have dried them and have two, two years shelf life to them, it's not that good anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you dehydrate me, I wouldn't be Victoria Butenko anymore. <laughs> so you don't, you, you don't personally dehydrate a whole lot of food? I, uh, my husband is known to make just fantastic crackers, and I try to not even look at them because they look so attractive. Mm-hmm. But if I see them, I grab them and I eat them. Then sometimes I regret 
I try to stay away from dry food, but I'm Russian. Russian people like to eat. <laughs> that seems most people in most countries like to eat. But what about, say, maca and goji berries and uh, cacao? It's like the big rage now, now. And for me, it's like, well, it's not natural to my environment, so I, I don't feel drawn to these things. Um, yes, you know what, it's like uh, some entertainment with the food because we live in a stressful world and we use food not for survival anymore but for entertainment and that's why we need things like this um, because I've learned that ancient people, they were, never were obese. They were all very skinny because they used food only for survival, not for pleasure. Yeah, we use it for everything except what it's meant for, don't we? Yes. And, like, there are no wild animals animals that are obese. They find a piece of food, they eat it right away. They don't carry it with them. They don't make it, prepare, or cook it in a certain way. So it's just we humans, we use it for entertainment and for pleasure. And uh, if we try to find pleasure from something else, um, find what is the purpose of our life, then I think we will have less accent in our life on food. Perfect. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Revel, and welcome back to Revelation Celebrating Your Potential. For information on my seminars, play shops, and teleconferences, please go to my website, www.revelations.com, and that's two V's as in victory and two L's. In May, I will be having a new play shop. And or actually a teleclass, and it'll be every Tuesday evening starting on the 1st for four weeks. And included in the price will be my ebook, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook. And if you wish to purchase that on its own, you can do so at the site. Seating is limited as the uh, class is interactive, so please sign up today. My guest today is best-selling food raw food researcher and author, Victoria Butenko. Welcome again, but, uh, Victoria. I'm so glad to have you. My pleasure. Thank oh, you for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> anyway, now, one of the biggest questions I see in forums and stuff is about teeth and gums. And it makes no sense to me that we are eating the best quality food on the planet, eating raw, it's got all the nutrients. Why are people having issues with their teeth? Uh, I found out that there are two main issues with the teeth. Number one is that we do not chew enough. The bone density depends on the resistance that the, the bone experiences while exercising. For example, uh, tennis players have 40% more bone density in a, pl in a plain hand than not in plain arm. And the same with the teeth. If we've been using mostly processed food for 180 years, last 180 years, then our jaws became not only almost like hollow, but they became smaller to such an extent that now we absolutely have to remove our wisdom teeth. So the first thing we need to do, we need to create a lot of different variety of chewing devices. I even created my own, and I tried to patent it. But they told me there were 2,000 already patented in the United States alone. So mine just kind of ugly. I did it out of a rubber uh, <laughs> ball and uh, wrapped it in a food-grade plastic, and I put it in my mouth twice a day for like 
creaminess, and I chew it. It creates such a resistance that my whole jaw becomes numb. My dentist reported to me that my bone density increased, and he never saw anything like this in his entire practice. Wow. Then I found uh, on the website Australian doctor, Dr. Burke, Kevin Burke. Mm-hmm. He's now in his 90s. He spent his entire life promoting chewing devices, and he came up with his own. He sells it on the um, uh, Internet. I bought one for each one in my family. It's called teethperfect.com. Uh, so this, this is like, it looks something like, you know, the football players or boxers are putting in their mouth. Right, and it's like made out of silicon, and we've been doing this one also, but you have to do it in the shower because the saliva begins to pour. But that saliva uh, stimulates the, um, some parts of the brain. The thinking really becomes much more clear. It's very interesting. And also this saliva um, bleaches the, the teeth. The teeth become much, much whiter. Hmm. This is like alkaline saliva that we're supposed to have from chewing because our ancestors, they've been pulling bark off the tree. They've been uh, pulling uh, roots out of the ground. They've been using teeth not only like chewing but also like instrument, hmm. uh, like a tool. Uh, if they needed to you know, hold something like a rope or some kind of a branch, they were using their teeth, even carrying things with the teeth. So they were using them a lot more. And the second reason is that we consume a lot more sweet things, and our our um, fruits kind of became sweeter. So what we've been doing in my family, we've been wrapping the fruit in the green leaf. For example, instead of just eating a piece of mango or a piece of um, fruit, I just have in one hand romaine lettuce or celery, and in another hand fruit. And so I mix it together to balance the sweetness of the fruit. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Yeah, sure. And, and then... it, seems, it seems to work. It seems to work. Um, and our gums became better, and our teeth became a lot better. Excellent. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking about something here. You're going to get even more emails and stuff. Victoria and also some other people I've spoken with tell me that they get a lot of emails about medical advice and stuff like that, you're not qualified to answer this. I am not giving any medical advice. I don't do any paid consultations. Even I could do some kind of consultation. I just don't. I don't have time. I want to do the best I can, and I found out that I reach more people by writing my books and doing research. So I decided I'm not going to even travel as much, but I'm just going to read books, uh, write books, and um, publish them. And I will answer. I don't answer emails almost completely. Anymore. No, she doesn't. I, I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, I, I, I let somebody filter those, and the most popular questions I address in my books and in my monthly free newsletter that I have. And how can they get that? Uh, on my website, rawfamily.com. Okay, so you heard it. Get your questions answered, rawfamily.com. Do not email her. I, I know you don't. Um, as I said, I told you, I've emailed you before I finally got your number and uh, got a hold of you. Uh, next question, What? About, how do you feel about organic as opposed to non? Why would somebody want this to spend This is the only way to go because the soil is a living thing. Please understand that soil is just like an animal. It's a living thing. It has over 2,000 microorganisms in it, and that's where the nutrients come from. The nutrients cannot come from chemicals. Period. How it works, the plant, uh, through the green leaves, through the photosynthesis, gets the sunshine. Then the plant transforms the sunshine into 
um, chlorophyll into carbohydrate and feeds that carbohydrate to, through the roots to the microorganisms in the soil, to the particular microorganisms. And then these microorganisms eat this sugar and they produce the wide array of nutrients. Then the plant reabsorbs them back with the water, and that's why the plant has so many nutrients. So without microorganisms, the plants do not have nutrients. I'm not even talking about the toxins like herbicides and pesticides and others. So the, today's soil has less than 2% organic matter left in them. The rest of it is, I mean, I'm talking about conventional soils. Mm -hmm. uh, they have less than 2% of organic matter, and the rest of it is uh, dust. It's just deadly dust, infertile, that nothing could grow in. If it go any any less than that, uh, we won't have any produce. It just will disappear like bees, you know. But organic soil, even organic soil, only has about 28% of organic matter instead of 100. Just because what we've been doing, all this acid rains and all this, um, you know, overusing of the planet. But I know that organic is growing really fast, and so I have all my hopes that we could still we still have a chance to recover. And I personally have a organic yard in the back, and I never put any um, food scraps in the, in the plastic. I always put them back. We dig them. Even I'm so busy, I don't even have time to answer emails, but I do have time <laughs> to do compost because then I feel like a sinner if I put food scraps in the, in the plastic. So if somebody's drinking green smoothies, what, what types of greens, and how, should they use different ones every day, or how, how, how should that work? They could use different every day or every, um, and they could make a variety in one mix. But they, everybody has to remember that we need to rotate greens because in order to protect greens um, plants from extinction, the nature placed a little bit of poison in each plant, and this poison is located particularly in greens. The amount of the poison called alkaloids is really minute, and it's not going to hurt us if we have a variety. It actually makes our immunity stronger. So we need to rotate. For example, chimpanzees, the closest to humans, they have 117 variety of greens in the, in the year in their diet. So we need to have more. We only have like 20 listed in a, in a produce store, which is not enough. So the most active progressive people today are searching for more weeds, more wild edibles, and more things that we could eat. Even if we look at the 14th century, we see that people were using a lot more greens. There was even such a profession as a greens seller, the person who was picking up wild edibles and selling them by a bunch, like lamb quarters and plantain and uh, clover and alfalfa and many that we don't know anymore, like violet leaves. And people were actually eating flowers and blossoms, like tulips is delicious. And so uh, we need to relearn all that stuff and replace our preserves and processed food with greens and uh, those wild foods. Now, oxalic acid in spinach, how dangerous That's is that? the same thing. That's just um, a minute amount of oxalic acid in spinach. wouldn't hurt us if we would have 100 different varieties in the store. But because we have just three charred kale and spinach, then we overdo spinach, and then it begins, we begin to fill it. For this reason, we need to increase the variety of greens. Is there a difference between baby spinach and the larger spinach? The baby always has more 
uh, nutrients because uh-huh. before the blooming, the plant leaves will be used as a storage where uh, the, this, the nutrients are accumulated. When the, the, the plant begins to bloom, preparing to have a baby, then all the nutrients will be transported to the seed uh, because it's their goal. And then after the seed, then is even less nutrients. So the younger is always preferable. But people don't realize they could eat, eat the greens of peas, the greens of cucumbers, the greens of pumpkins, the greens of grapes. There are many, many greens that are edible. And they just need to go and ask local farmers and figure out what is edible in their area. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, in my book, Green for Life, there are um, a list of 34 greens that are available instantly to anybody in any town. And actually, I have the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Page 101. Okay, page 101. Good to know. So uh, I'm working now on a new book. It's called Green Smoothie Revolution, where I'm hoping to list 200 greens available in the United States. Wow. Okay. The Chinese people in 5000 B.C. used 365 greens in their diet. 365? Yes, and Native Americans used 1,649 wild plants in their food, in their in their diet. Now, are most of, most of those even around anymore? Um, I think they're still around because this Dr. Daniel Mormon was able to describe them in his book, and they're all listed. So I think most of them are around. But the, the Indians were nomadic, so they got to really you know, go to different areas because in the winter they were in one area. And yes, then... but I'm saying that there are thousands of edible things. We just have to learn them. We just have to now take make an effort and figure out what to eat because nature created abundance for us. Uh-huh. So h- how are your kids doing now? Are they both still raw? My kids are doing great. For a while they, was, they became tired of um, answering the same questions because wherever they go, people ask them the same question, how old have you been and what did you do and did it really help? And so then they told us, me and my husband, they say, we're not going to do anything with raw food. We're going to have a different career. But then they went in the world and they graduated from college. And then consciously when they saw people suffering, saw young children suffering, my daughter's best friend is dying from lung cancer. Mm. And um, they just saw that really there is a need for that. And they, like experts, because they've been living that for 13 years. And now they created this movie uh, interview with Sergey, which talks about uh, living social life, being youngster on raw food. Mm-hmm. And this movie actually won the prize for being the most funny movie at the Raw Food Festival, uh, Raw Food Film Festival. Oh, it, and it's hysterical. Yeah, you saw that. I did see that. Yeah, and so now they are, they are, they're just doing so many more things. They, they're happy that they're raw. They just say, thank you, mother. <laughs> and Sergei is taking people on hikes and teaching them how to do wild herbs. And, and how, uh, how old is he now? He's 22. And your daughter? My daughter is 21. Wow. Yeah, and the, the yeah, and the video that I saw of Sergey, he's um, he shows who, how, how a youngster can look. Y'all ought to get it. He shows how a youngster can look, and how active uh, a youngster on raw foods can be. Yeah, they're very active, and they also write in a book now. Uh, publisher ordered book books from them, so they're writing about raw food life. Excellent. We'll be back. Yeah.
Hi, this is Revel, and we're back with Revelation Celebrating Your Potential. This segment of our program is sponsored by JustAddTickets.com. If you would like some additional income or wanting to book travel, please check out the site JustAddTickets.com and compare. If where price is better or at least equal to anything else you can get online, then please book with me. Thank you. Uh, speaking of travel, Victoria, um, you've done a lot of traveling. How how do you stay raw? It is nothing easier than that. Uh, for example, now these days you can, if you're going on a cruise, for example, you can send uh, your recipes that you want them to make, including green smoothies or fancy dishes like uh, raw pate or anything to the chef on the cruise or actually to the travel agent, and they will um, absolutely guarantee that you will be served raw gourmet food at the same price. And um, I have one of the stories about this and even the forms that you need to fill in one of the newsletters on my website. It's free information. Um, if you go to any party, to anything, you can now call chefs, fax them the recipe you want them to make, and they will make it for you. So it's really not a problem. And some airlines now carry raw foods. Of course, it's not organic and it's kind of primitive, but they do have it. <laughs> That's like a start. Every, every major airport in the world have now bananas, oranges, and apples, and they do have or a fresh squeezed orange juice. And um, so that's it's pretty easy now. What we also do uh, when we go, for example, to Europe or on a tour, we make lots of dry soup. So we just take lots of celery and um, mushrooms and um, uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, all kinds of greens like cilantro, parsley, uh, kale, and we chop it and we dehydrate it on, in dehydrator. Uh-huh. And onion and garlic also there, and carrots grated. And that is a dry soup. So it's really easy to reconstitute it with the warm water in a bowl, and just if you want, you could add a few drops of oil and a few drops of either uh, liquid, you know, like uh, liquid aminos or mm-hmm. maybe some salt to it. And that is a delicious, like, salad soup, and it takes very little space. It's very light, and we've been using it, you know, during our 20-day trip in Europe in 2004, and it was just great. Whoever tried it, they all loved it, wow. and it smelled like fresh. That's way cool. Just the one thing we could do. Another thing you could uh, make, like burgers, dried burgers, and dry them all the way so they're like like a rock. They're really, really solid. And then before you eat them, you momentarily put them in the cold water for like one second, and they reconstitute. They become soft again like bread, and then you could use that. That's like for long-term traveling. Go ahead. These, These are things I'd never heard before. This is great. Yes. And, uh, well, again, I have this recipe of dry burger in 2006 in one of my newsletters. But also, if it's just two or three-day travel, we make two, three gallons of green smoothie, put it in an ice chest, and just enjoy staying on green smoothies. So that's if you're traveling in a car? Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. Um, what, what do you use for sweetener when you, when you sweeten your stuff? Honey or honey or agave or stevia? I haven't been using honey for more than two years, and agave, I don't feel craving for sweets anymore. Mm-hmm. When I am stressed, I do crave something like dates. Um, but I've noticed that I probably my level of insulin is lower. Uh, I mean, it's good. I mean, I just 
became more natural, and I don't crave sweets anymore that much. Well, I like fresh uh, grapes uh-huh. and um, blueberries and raspberries, but um, I've, I've noticed that my children lately been really liking the blue... Um, blue agave? Y- yeah, blue agave. Yeah, that's the one they've I use. They've been showing to me, and they asked me to buy it for them, so they've been using that. I just I just did a show which should be up probably next month on as a special edition on honey, uh-huh. and so I well, contacted. I just heard yesterday that honey are dying from uh, cell phones from the masts. The bees are. Uh huh. I haven't heard that. Yeah, I received email from Belgium that uh, has article on that. Oh my. Okay, you know what, Victoria? We are out of time, and I thank you so much for being with us. It's my pleasure anytime. <laughs> And you I'll can find time for that. <laughs> Great. Maybe we'll have you do it again. Yes, you can re- I love you as a host. You're so different. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're making me very comfortable to speak openly and sincerely. Oh, I appreciate that. Now, you can email Victoria at, at victoria at rawfamily.com. And if there's, like she said, if there's a question of interest, she will put it in her newsletter or one of her books. Um, next week, uh, I have no idea who the guest is, but we'll... Um, <laughs> Just be sure to listen in. It'll be somebody fun. Again, if you're listening to this as a download or a podcast, you can find out more at www.celebratingyourpotential.com. There, will, there you will find contact and sponsoring information. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying, remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.